Luke chapter 2 and verse 22 says, And when the time for a purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. He would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came with the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents had brought in the child Jesus for him, for, to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God and he said, and then I'll tell you what he said later. That's where I'm going to stop for a You know, it, it's amazing. The birth of, of babies is an exciting event. Here at the Lighthouse, we believe very strongly in church growth because there's like 8 million of y'all that are now expecting. And so you'll see it. My wife and I have been able to be a part of that. We've got three incredible children that, that we have expected and, 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 and anxiously await. How many of you, and I'll, you'll, you'll have to tell some of your age, how many of you are of the age where the parent, the dad, didn't get to go into the delivery room? Do we have any of those here? Uh, you'd have to to be sitting out there and pacing around waiting to see and so it is that when it comes to children it's not just the moms that are expecting it's the dad that anxiously expects whether you know what the child is or you don't know maybe you've decided not to to know nowadays they can tell you the the, the, you know, what gender the child is. They can tell you what color his eyes are. They can tell you how tall he's going to be. They can tell you if he has any food allergies. They can tell you what he's going to, you know, how far he can throw a football. All this, it's just amazing what they can do now. And, and some people choose not to know, but there is this sense of expectancy. I wonder if Mr. Uh, Ethan back here would let me hold him. Come here, bud. He's my buddy. With with children, you have this expectancy where you're you're waiting, and you you have people saying, "How far along are you?" and 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 when is it due? And then when the moment comes, when the moment comes, you've got perhaps the mom, the father, they're back in the the delivery room, and you've got a a waiting room full of grandparents and friends, and they're anxiously awaiting the moment where maybe the father comes out or perhaps a nurse and they say, all is good, he's arrived, he's, he's a beautiful bouncing boy, he's got his daddy's eyes, which I never figured out how you can tell that when they've just been born. Um, but they have it. And then something else happens. Have you noticed that the first time mom, hi, what's the matter? out what was going on. There, here, we, you know, look at them, they're scary. I have to look at them all the time, it's really scary. But have you ever noticed the first time that mom and dad take the baby to um, maybe over to grandma's house? Or, or they take him to church. Ever notice the line that's waiting? All of a sudden, mom is forgotten, dad is forgotten, and there's greedy people with their arms outstretched, saying, give me the baby. Can I hold the baby? Now, a lot of y'all parents, y'all are way better than I am. You know, y'all, y'all, you know, put them in baby protective bubbles, and y'all don't want anything to happen. Oh, you were doing, but you're mommy. Hey, 
and, and you, you, you get there, y'all put them in protective bubbles and you don't let anybody see them for like the first year of their life. No one gets to hug them. No one gets to kiss them. I'm totally the opposite. Um, and, 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 and I, you know, just hug them, kiss them. But you get them. They, they want to hold the baby. They want to get a hold of the baby. They want to pinch its cheeks. They, they want to love on him. They can't wait for the baby to come. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You're just expecting. The same is true in the story. We've heard an incredible narration. Thank you, uh, Brother uh, and Sister uh, Hera, for leading us in that narration. Brother Lee, you preached a wonderful message, a masterful message this morning that talked about all that happens. And, and, and we've, we've heard stories of Mary and, and, and the expectancy of Mary. We can talk about Joseph and everything that he would have had to have gone through, not being the biological father, but yet understanding the weight, the gravity of raising this child, this Christ. But I am struck at this man called now, the Bible says he's an old man. I, I was doing a little, there, there's some, I don't know that, that, there's a lot of things in the Bible that are not explicitly played out or spelled out, but Jewish law or Jewish um, history or even maybe Jewish folklore kind of lends itself. And so there's a lot of people that have suggested, and if you kind of studied a bit, there's a lot of people that have suggested that Simeon may have been over 100 years old at this point. There's a, a verse in Malachi. It, it goes all the way back to the Old Testament. In Malachi, this is what it, it says. And it, it's kind of, um, you'd have to know, re remember your, your minor prophets. And it's a time where Israel and, and Judah, they're falling apart. They, they've, they've gone to captivity. And there's a lot of, of punishment, a lot of, of curses of God, if you will, because of their sin. But there's this little verse, two verses uh, or maybe three, I guess, 16, 17, and 18 of Malachi chapter 3 that are placed in there, and it says, if you go read it, it tells you all the bad things that are happening to Israel and all the things that God is mad about and aggravated at. But in the middle it says this, And those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In the day that I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. And, and, and you, I, I get in my mind for some 400 years uh, between the Old Testament and the New, 400 years, which possibly for a hundred of those, Simeon would have been born. Simeon, the Bible says, was a righteous man. He was a man that was devout. And in the middle of a, a world, and, and Jew, the, the Jews at that point, they were extremely religious, but not very spiritual. You understand what I mean when I say that? They followed a shell of the law. They did all the motions. They went through all of the, the protocols, but there was a lot of spirituality that was missing. But in the midst of it, there was an old man, and I say that with respect, there was an old man who kept every day saying, Lord, will I see the salvation? Every day I can imagine him getting up and saying, Lord, I'm one day older. When his birthday would come and he's another year older, he would look to the Lord. Somewhere he and the Lord had a relationship. They had a connection and God had promised him, Simeon, I will not let you die until he says you see the consolation of Israel, the salvation of Israel. He's 90 years old. He's an old man, especially in those days. He hasn't seen anything. Another year passes. He's 90. 
91. And if I could use a little bit of Jewish history or folklore, now he's 110 years old or 113 years old and he's feeble and every day he comes to the temple and he wonders, is this going to be the day that I see the Messiah? See, I've learned to read the Bible far more than just the black letters on a white page. I've learned and tried to let my spirit and my emotions read between the lines and understand exactly what's happening. It's not just a static Jesus hanging on a cross like it looks in a comic book. No, there's emotions, there's hurt, there's pain, there's blood, there's dust in the air, there's cries, there's screams. You've got to see more than just the black and white picture. But in my mind, I see a feebled man one day as they were all the other days. Nothing different this day. He got up as he always has. He came to the temple as he always did. Now here's what would happen. On the eighth day of a child being born, they would have to take the child to church. I think that if we're going to be a biblical church, I'm just going to tell all you expectant mothers we need to do as the Bible says, on the eighth day of the child, you need to bring him to church. Is that not appropriate? Okay, I'm sorry. My wife says I can't make that. So strike that from the record. Erase it off. But the, the Jewish culture on the eighth day, they would bring the child to church, the synagogue, the temple. They would circumcise the child. They would name the child. It was quite a lot of things. And then 40 days after, they would come again, and they would offer up uh, two turtle doves or two pigeons. And, and there was a price that they would pay for the firstborn son. And it was a ransom, if you will, to the Lord. It was a, a way of Mary getting past. Now she's clean. She can go back into the, 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 the ladies' part of the temple and worship. And so now we're here at this 40 days. Jesus is approximately 40 days uh, forty days old. Mary and Joseph carry this little baby in. And something clicks in the spirit of Simeon. And Simeon, as fast as 113-year-old legs can take him, with trembling hands, he pushes trembling hands out, and he says, give me the child. Can I hold the child? Can I see the child? I don't know if Mary and Joseph knew who Simeon was. I don't know if for a moment they had that overprotective parenthood uh, that, that clicked on. Who is this man? What's he doing? Why does he want my child? But see, the Bible says the spirit would move and Simeon and, and God talked and God pushed him and there was something that happened and Simeon got to the place where he says I've got to see the child and in trembling hands of an elder saint of God he held little baby Jesus and he began to shout he began to worship the Bible says and records a song if you will that he did mine eyes have seen thy salvation Maybe Mary, I, I know we like to make fun of it. It really is a rhetorical question. Mary, did you know? You know, I, it's rhetorical. I don't know how much she understood. In fact, I could take you on a journey to tell you she didn't understand it all. Because I could show you places in the Bible where, where Jesus would say something and, and Mary, it would, it would kind of, you know, set Mary aback. One day they said, hey, Jesus, your mother and brothers are out there. And he says, well, well, my mother and my brothers are those who are with me and kind of put them on odds. And, uh, but, but Simeon understood what was happening. He said, I'm ready to depart. That word depart in the Greek has several meanings. 
it's like to release a prisoner or to untie a ship and let it set sail or to take down a tent or to unyoke a beast of burden. This man who had lived a long life having seen his salvation in his hands, he said, I'm, I can go now. But then he whispered into Mary's ear. The Bible seems to record that he only told this to Mary and I believe it indicates that perhaps Joseph would not live throughout Jesus' life and at some point most likely Joseph had died and that's why you only see Mary within the major part of the Gospels. He alludes, he prophesies, Simeon does, he prophesies and he, he says that that. that there will those that will trip, if you will, that will stumble over this little baby in my arms. It's a reference, the stone. Many times in the Bible, you see the stone as an image of God. In fact, Psalms and Luke and Acts all say that the Messiah, that Jesus would be a rejected cornerstone, that some would stumble over that stone while others would use it so that they can get up into the presence of God. That Jesus, because of Jesus, that many in Israel would fall into conviction and then rise in salvation. And then he talks about a sign, not so much as a miracle or a demonstration of power but a revelation of truth and he's holding this little baby in his arms and he's talking about this is the sign we see the Messiah and then he says something that is is amazing especially in the Gospels here's what he said when he took up baby Jesus in his arms and he blessed God and he said Lord now let your, your servant depart in peace according to your word mine eyes have seen your salvation that you've prepared for the presence of all people and watch what he says a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people of Israel it's not until about halfway through the book of Acts that we see salvation being freely offered to the Gentiles and there in the gospels of Matthew, Mark and Luke and John the Gentiles seem to be a forgotten people you have the Syrophoenician woman that says if I could just eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table would you heal my daughter you, you, you have those moments the Samaritans but even Simeon holding that baby Messiah in his arms realized that this was not for the Jews alone for the Bible said he's not only is he Emmanuel God with us but he said he has come to seek and to save that which is lost and then he told a little bit to Mary of suffering and then he handed that child back and you hear no more of Simeon but he said give me and then the Bible records in Luke chapter 2 as his mother and father marveled at what was said in verse 36 there was a prophetess named Anna the daughter of she was out of the tribe of Asher she was advanced in years having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was 84 if you have a King James version it says that she lived uh, as a widow for 84 years if you take that translation 84 years plus the seven years that she was married plus whatever life she lived single she would have been up there close to 100 years old other versions of the Bible says she lived to 84 either way she would again been advanced in years and she was a devout lady 
from those 84 years the Bible says she hardly departed from the temple she was there every day she was a fixture in the temple everybody knew Anna if you were around the temple you would have seen her praying and and speaking there and and talking and and even prophesying the Bible says but in my mind as uh, as as Simeon gives back baby Jesus into the arms of his mother and his father Anna comes her ears are attuned she's heard what Simeon has said and she goes there and I get that same picture that you get her arms outstretched may I hold it can you give him to me for a moment and they put baby Jesus in her arms and the Bible says that she began to give thanks to God. She began to worship Him. She began to give Him glory. But there's something that begins to happen. And it's just a half of a verse, a half of a sentence, but it speaks volumes into you and I and volumes into what you and I ought to do today. The Bible says, and she began to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of salvation. Could I speak to y'all for just a moment and could I say that give me Jesus would absolutely apply to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and you shall call his name Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. There's a moment like we took earlier in this service where we begin to sing about all the things that Jesus can do for you. And there is an element of today's sermon and today's program that would like to remind you that you can do the same thing. Give me Jesus. I need the Savior. I need the Messiah. I need the Redeemer. I need the one who can save me from my sin. I need the healer. I need the counselor. But could I tell you that it goes much farther than just what you need because it was that Anna not only did she worship him not only did she give him glory but there is a much more compelling reason for us to ask and to sing about and in our program to say give me Jesus with the trembling arms of that old man named Simeon he was looking for a Messiah, but he wasn't holding that Messiah for himself. He saw beyond himself, and he saw a Gentile nation, and he said, give me a Messiah, not just for me, but for all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He saw what Jesus was going to do for others. And an elder lady at least 84 years, but maybe older. She praised the Lord. She held Jesus. Forever recorded in the nativity story. Perhaps we don't talk a lot about Simeon and, and Anna, but they're recorded and they're there. The Bible says when she gave Jesus back to Mary and Joseph, 84 years old plus, she went out and she told everybody that would listen, I've seen Jesus. 
I wonder if we could stand today. I wonder if I could impress upon you, especially on a Sunday night and looking over a congregation and realizing that many of us, we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We stand here today able to lift up our hands and thank Him for salvation, but could I tell you today that He wants to do far more than just touch your life. And so as they begin to sing, give me Jesus, I want you to say, Lord, I want it not just for myself. I'll start there but I'm ready to share it throughout the world. I'll go tell Herod that he's born. I'll go tell the other uh, shepherds that he's born. I'll tell everyone I've seen the Messiah. Give 